Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Left Out Podcast. It is spooky season and we are so excited to have you guys joining us today. It is your local stallion, Miss Chira. It's Ness. And it's Vibs. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Like I was saying, it's spooky season. So we thought, why not have a little bit of a spooky episode, tell some true crime stories, talk a little bit about murder, and kind of just have a little bit of a different episode. So... I think we're just going to jump straight into it. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's just go into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm going to be talking about the Barbie and Ken case that happened in the 80s in Canada. Um, Their names were Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolaka. Um, So Paul was 23 and he was studying to be an accountant and Carla was a 17-year-old working part-time at a pet shop. shop. So they met at an animal convention um, that Carla was working at that convention and like they hit it off straight away. You know, they were talking all night and um, that night pretty much they became official as a like in a relationship. So he was 23 and she was 17. So I would say that was quite inappropriate but like legally that wasn't um so paul was described as good looking charming and smart and charismatic um carla she was um known to be like popular sweet kind loved animals so like on paper it seemed like they were just amazing and like they were both very good looking so they were just like that good looking couple yeah um like basically like goals, you know, in our times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to give a background on Paul, his father was sexually um, – sorry, he sexually abused his daughter. Yeah. And was a molester. He was charged. Um, his mother was verbally abusive towards him and his siblings. Um, so apparently all of that didn't actually affect Paul and he was still like a normal child – um, he's like everyone still called him like bubbly and loving and sweet and charming and all those things. It wasn't until he was sixteen and he found out that his dad was not his biological dad. Um, that's when things started to change. I think obviously the trust that he had for his parents was broken and he felt betrayed. Um, from then on, he started watching women in his neighborhood like undress from his room. Yeah. So he would like every day constantly whenever he had the time, well, he made time obviously, so he did it all the time. Um he would watch his female like female neighbors undress and like you know, it was very inappropriate. Um so then spring 1988, a sexual predator was roaming the streets in Scarborough, Canada. Um, by May that year, there had been several different reports made by women. So eventually the media was labelling the attacks as the Scarborough Rapist. Wow. Many attacks were, happen- were happening and police were still unable to identify who the rapist was because um, obviously they were very smart about it and they would attack their victims from behind. At first, the attacks were mild, like obviously still really horrible, but it was like groping and things like that. But as time went on, especially because um, there wasn't any like – like the police weren't catching anyone um, over a year and no suspects, um, 
they became more violent. He would get them behind like some bushes and force them to perform oral on him into course and sometimes they were beaten afterwards. Eventually a sketch was released so like a victim came forward and they got more of an image so then the police sketched up something and he was released. Yeah. And um, friends of Paul were like, whoa, that looks like Paul, man. Like what the hell? So one of his friends actually contacted the police saying that it looked like him. The police brought him in to, for questioning and asked him for a DNA test and he happily agreed. But, like, obviously at that time, like, I don't know, it was very hard. It was like a slower process with DNA testing. Yeah. So basically his DNA test was just put on the shelf with, like, other DNA tests that they were running. So they just left it and he – I think he freaked um, – and he was like, all right, my time's up over here and the gig is over here. So let me move to St. Catherine to live with his girlfriend, Carla, and her family. So obviously her parents loved him because he was like well-educated, good-looking, handsome, good on paper, good on paper yeah. yeah, good for her, you know, like they were just like a perfect couple and they thought it was amazing, like – yeah, come live with us, save your coins, like save your money, <laughs> <laughs> save your money and like eventually you guys can get your own place. Like we're so happy to um, have you guys here. Yeah. And um, while they were living there, um, Paul and Tammy, which was Carla's 15-year-old sister, met and obviously um, she looked up to him as like an older brother and she was just so thrilled because obviously she didn't have any other brothers and she just, like, they developed a bond. Mm. So Paul started to have deep, twisted fascinations about her and would watch her undress and things like that. Yeah, so eventually he gave in to his urges and told Carla, his girlfriend, that he wanted something that she couldn't give him. And she was so like, wait, who what was is Paula? it? Paula was the sister. Paul, no, sorry. Carla's, Carla's his girlfriend. Tammy's the sister. Tammy's yeah. the sister. Okay, yeah. okay. And then okay. Um, Paul's the man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she was like, obviously like, so at this time of the relationship, so she didn't suspect him at all to be the Scarborough rapist. She didn't think anything because he was just a lovable partner. He would come home with flowers. Wow. He would cook like, just perfect like you know i perfect the ideal guy ideal guy would yeah. always tell her i want to be with you forever like i want to keep you safe i you know just all those things that you want to hear from a partner like yeah he was just so good really like the part yeah like he on surface he was perfect so like she didn't suspect a thing so um when he said i want you to give me something that i i don't have or you Mm. can't give me she was obviously like oh what can i give you like i would do anything for you and he and he said i want a virgin (gasps) oh shit and he said you're not a virgin and you can't give me that but the closest thing would be your younger sister no this guy's crazy no yep so so what did she do (laughs) 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 so they agreed that they would drug her sister, Tammy. No. And he would rape her. Oh, man. Fuck Carla. You're right. <laughs> so he, so they drugged her Holy and they bitch. recorded the whole <gasps> thing. Yep. And then he turned around to Carla and said, your turn. So she 
raped her sister. What? Yeah. She raped her younger sister, her 15-year-old sister. And she was drugged? She was drugged. Her her sister ended up starting to vomit and, like, starting to choke. So they started to freak out and they dressed her and pretended like they were resuscitating her from, like, a long night of drinking and, like, she, you know, like, she passed out from drinking. So that's basically – they called an ambulance and that's what they told her – told them sorry they were like you know she's been drinking and you know like underage drinking she took it too far like she's not like you know um they freaked out at that not the raping but they freaked out her choking yeah Yeah. because fucking crazy okay she ended up dying tammy (gasps) ended up dying yep yeah and um they got away with it what? what they got? They oh, because they said that basically, like she like they underage. Basically, you know? they said it was natural causes. She was ruled out as dying from natural causes. So obviously, her family was devastated. But they're like, oh, my daughter. Yeah, it was in the eighties. So like, my daughter just died from natural causes. You know, like teenagers, they drink, they Overdose. experiment with drugs. Yeah. Like, what can we do? It's just what happens. Overdose. Yeah. So they ended up becoming a tag team and finding girls on the streets, kidnapping them and raping them. This kept happening, like, over time. Like, they would literally pull up and then... And pull up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they'll just pull up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the dude in the 80s, yeah? They are pulling up. <laughs> literally in their car. And they would pretend, like, there was one case where they would pretend, like, they had this girl i think she was also underage yeah and um they were like oh we're so lost and they had the map out so obviously it looks genuine mind you again i want to be like really like specific about this they look like regular folk like folk like people yeah yeah (laughs) folks folks yeah like not even just regular like what people would say were like regular top tier yeah you know like they're fire looking like the great looking and they oh, just they look, look put okay. together they just, they they're put very together. good looking they were both blonde you know yes, like barbie and ken barbie and ken yeah exactly so during the day you barbie and ken in the oh my god can you help us we're lost you're gonna be like yeah no worries you go up to the car and then they so drag you, you kidnap you. you and what they would do is they would um hold them captive um and then just rape them and rape them and record them. And then eventually just when Paul just was like, ah, oh, I'm over it now. <laughs> they would kill him and then they would dump him. Ah, yeah. So shit, that, man. that just kept happening. Um, um, eventually Paul started to become more violent towards Carla. So he started becoming physically abusive towards her. And then she started telling him things like, oh, I'm going to leave you. And then he would threaten her like, oh, if you leave me, I'm taking you down. Like, I'm going to tell the police like that you killed your own sister, you raped her, all those things. So then she felt like she had to stay. That's what she, yeah, that's what, yeah. So then they kept going, tag team, um, Bobby Ken, you know. Um, And then eventually he beat her up so bad that she had to go to the emergency room. At around the same time that she was um, in the emergency room, the DNA samples from Scarborough um, finally came back positive. You know what's really interesting about this? Like, I don't know what was going on, but I don't know how they didn't connect the Scarborough rapes 
and attacks to the ones in St. Catherine. Like, they didn't connect it. Like, wait, hold on. The attacks in Scarborough have stopped. But now they yeah. have, but you it's know, co- moved yeah, to St. Catherine. Just, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's just, it was messed up. So instead of going straight to Paul, they actually went to Carla. And um, at first she thought that they were coming to her about her, you know, like how she was beat up and stuff. And then they they told her, like, you know, they started questioning her and they she thought that they knew everything. Yeah. So then she went home to her parents and confessed everything. And told them that she killed and her sister. Yeah, <gasps> and they were like, uh, they were like, you need to get a lawyer. Carla, this ain't our problem. That's what they told us. Yep, get a lawyer. That's hilarious. Bitch, get a lawyer. That'd be be another murder. My friend, kill me. She basically sort of convinced the police that she was actually a victim. She that she played that victim card that mm. it was all Paul. Yeah, he manipulated me. Mm. This that this this. Like I didn't, I couldn't do anything. Mm. Blah blah blah. But she still admitted to all the crimes. Um, so she said that she would help them in order to get like a a, a lower sentence. sentence. Yeah. yeah. So um, eventually um, they got him in court, and then she. But what they didn't reveal is like they actually had all the they've eventually found all the videotape recordings oh shit yeah of them committing the crimes after the plea deal and that was hidden from the media and the media eventually when they found out they went crazy because she made it like she was a victim but she was a partner so wait she crimes. never got any sentence she did but uh, she did get a sentencing uh, but it was like nothing it wasn't as long his it's was it. life yeah I think it uh, it was yeah. like seventeen years or something so like she that. Got away with it, yeah. yeah. Um. So like once Damn. apparently as well like once you've already like once you've already um been trialed con- yeah double you jeopardy you yeah. can't yeah you can't be trialed so really you can't yeah. be retrialed no nah. so that was intentional they if they you go hid to trial, the, yeah. yeah they hid those recordings because they knew it would extend her sentence. No, no, they just found them. They Please, found they it late. They oh, found it they late. Found them they were so bad yeah. at this whole thing. Like he got away with this for so long, and then when they finally like she told th- them everything, it took them forever to find the recordings. That's like crazy. it took them forever, and then after she's already like you know st- stood in court and things like that, then they find it, and then they kept like you know they. Didn't reveal that to anyone. Jeez. That is wild. That's crazy. That yeah. is That's so like real wild. Bonnie and Clyde shit. Legit. That's yeah. Bonnie and Clyde two point But Carla wasn't a ride or die. Oh no, she definitely wasn't. Carla was not a ride or die. Yeah, she, she was. Didn't. Yeah. She she snitched. She snitched. As she if she did. didn't even do the crime. She exactly. and obviously she ended up hating him because Fuck he started yeah, hating abusing him for what? her. Sister. She did it too. Okay, exactly. She killed her sister, bro. Yeah, she killed goodbye. her sister. That was that's the first part where that's you're like, there's something wrong there. That is hilarious. Over a man, you Get killed your sister over a man. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? I was think about what you were saying about the DNA thing. It's I don't know if you guys have seen on like um on ancestry. You know how people do their ancestry.com and yeah. like sending their giving their DNA <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Yeah. You know nowadays. They actually, um, if they can't find it, like say for example, there's an ongoing case and they can't find somebody, they actually access um, the ancestry.com and all those things really? and find people's DNAs and see if they can link it to to anyone to somebody that can f- to the crime. That's Basically, crazy. That's, that's, so, that's crazy. so crazy. I feel like that's so like illegal. 
Like wow. that's crazy, but yeah. like they do it all the time now. Apparently, wow. there's like some sort of waiver when you sign up to those sites. So that, that like yeah. that you can, you can you that, that the the FBI, whoever, can access your DNA. This is completely um. like it relates to what you're saying, but it's kind of like have you seen those ones where it's like um. Well, they try and find like your genogram and like people mm. say, oh yeah, like I'm 2% Nigerian. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm African. I am, yeah. exactly. I'm a sister. Have you yeah. seen that TikTok? Oh my God. <laughs> It's just so annoying. It's like when white people say, I have a black friend. Yeah, it's true. No, but the, I, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok, but the girl, the lady did it. Mm. She did this um, genealogy thing. And she came back 3% Nigerian. And she's like, guys, I'm 3% Nigerian. I'm a sister. <laughs> I'm a sister. That's so fucking annoying. Do you know what's just so sad about this whole thing? Is like, like none of the, like, not, none of the attack, like, she wouldn't have died, the sister. Yeah. And, like, none of the attacks would have. Like happened, happened in the other area if they had just got him in Scarborough, in Scarborough if it was like different times and mm. like you know and if they oh just it's and it's I just don't know how they didn't put it together with this sketch like I don't get it like and someone even said hmm that, that looks, looks like, like, yeah, that looks like my mate yeah that looks yeah. like my he mate he switched too he called he, the cops he did. Was, absolutely Damn. it looks like because it looked a lot like him yeah like, hmm that looks like my buddy Paul but back then oh. it but they was wouldn't like suspect it because yeah you know, he's like our regular Ted Bundy yeah just he wouldn't yeah. suspect he, it because he was a dime piece I feel yeah. like back then it was so common for like murderers and all those things to have like they just went on a like a sh- like a shoot like a murder spree or yeah. rape spree. Like it was so common for them to like not just have one under their belt. They would go through towns, mm. through, like for years yeah. and never get caught. Yeah, like obviously because of the technology and things like that yeah. nowadays, that should ne- can never happen. Never and, but yeah. it's crazy. Ooh. The one thing I feel like that stands out is I feel like the reason why he got away with it for so long is because he looked like. He You're didn't look like, yeah, yeah, he looked yeah. normal in looked, quotation yeah. marks, yeah. you know. And that's like sparked something in me. And I'm like, it's so interesting when you look at people and you just go down the street and you're like, like you, like who you would think is like, just like normal could yeah. be actually twisted and actually could kill you or could murder you, rape you or anything. Like, yeah. and it just was like, damn, you can't trust people. And then there's those people that you're like, man, they look dodgy. dodgy. And, the and they're actually the nicest people in the world. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I remember, like every time I see, no offense, every time I see like what I assume is like that biker, like the biker guy, I'm offended. But every time I see them, I'm like, we, like I get nervous, you know. Yeah. And then every interaction I've had, they're mm. honestly the sweetest people ever. Oh, yeah. Mm. But it's because of this so, such a stereotype of them yeah. being like, you know, like crazy. I'm sure that you know, there's people that are like that as well. Mm. But like. Then they're not all like that. They're the sweetest people ever. Yeah, comes like back you to said, that saying: "Don't judge a book by its cover." No, it yeah. really is true. But yeah. she's right. Like there's people that we walk past, or people that we would be like, "Oh, shake their hands," you know, respect them, yada yada. And, and if they're, they're p- and if they're good looking, you're like, doors, yeah, yeah, sure, and behind what closed doors, doors. I'll help you yeah, find true. where yeah. you need to go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. behind closed doors is something different. They're twisted motherfuckers. Yeah. Double suicide turned homicide. When we talk about tragedies, we often forget those in our communities who were model citizens who unfortunately left us either too soon or unexpectedly. That is the case when we talk about Sam Poss, a young person who did not seem hounded by regular teenage angst, a model member of his small town community in Georgia. 
His family say he was an easygoing and unapologetically geeky young person who often had the tendency to wear odd socks, which inspired his fellow marching band members to also do the same. This later becoming a tradition of the Perry High School band after Sam Poss unfortunately lost his life. He was quite the intelligent young person who his father said often used to spend much of his time tinkering, pulling items apart to assess the internal electric boards and reassembling them to a better condition than what they were in before. His family report he was so, he was so at home with himself, his father stated he knew who he was and didn't care what anyone else thought about him, even with all of his quirks. On the last night of his life, one of his peers reached out to him to help him with some computer-based work. Poss, who was well known for his kindness and generosity, agreed, and it is so unfortunate that his commendable traits became the cause of his murder. That night, on October 2016, Poss made his way to his peer's house to help, with, to help him with his computer assignment, not knowing this would be the, the last night of his life. Authorities later discovered that the two classmates and close friends, Dakota White and Brandon Warren, 17 and 18, lured Poss to White's house and tragically took his life. The two admitted that their plan was too easy. They picked, up, they picked up Poss from his family home, drove him to White's grandparents' house and stabbed him in the passenger seat of White's car. They stated they also used a phone cord to strangle Poss which, and when this cord broke, White continued to strangle Poss with his bare hands. They told the judge during his trial there was so much blood, Warren even grinning as he stated this. The two... Post, the two post the brutal murder dumped the body in the woods and continued their escapades by going to their local hardware store for some carpet cleaner to clean the evidence from the car. Warren stated, I was so angry the cleaner was so expensive. So what was the motive, you ask? What drove the two classmates to take Poss's life? Reporters wish they were, they were able to find the source of the murder to have been a matter more insidious, but the truth being, the murder lay with two young people, Dakota and Brandon, whom both had planned to complete a double suicide and in their midst of their planning had decided to murder someone as they had nothing to lose and wanted to experience the feeling of killing someone for themselves. These statements were later expressed by the two, pe the two young people during their trial. Both young people expressed having crippling dark thoughts and did not hide these feelings between the two of them. The young people stated, we figured we might as well. It came down to might as well see how it feels. They reported to the court that Poss was not a targeted victim. He just happened to be the only person to reply to them and as such ended up being the victim of the murder. At the trial, White's attorney pleaded that, that, his, that the young person be given some leniency to his sentence as... He had, been he had extremely dark thoughts and he thought that suicide was the only option. What he did was wrong, but at the end of the day, he confessed his sins. So what do you guys think? I feel like that's really, like, complex. Like, that isn't a, a regular case. No. Nah. So the two kids were planning to commit suicide. Yeah, to do, like, a double suicide. And But before that, they wanted to see what it was like to kill somebody. Basically. So they murdered Sam Post. Yeah. And then they confess their sins, and then, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to like. It's fucked, bro. It's yeah, fucked. I feel so sorry for that kid. So, like he was just like they were. They were all classmates. It was a little experiment. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to know what it felt like. Oh my god! But it's like hard, obviously, because they're kids. But yeah, but um, still, it's still, still fucked a, up. Yeah, yeah, still fucked up. It took a life. 
They did. They took a life. Because, like, even when I was reading it, I was just kind of like... What was the background of their lives? It didn't say, like, specifically, like, when I was reading, like, my articles. Mm. But, like, from what I got from it was, like, these two kids, Dakota and Brandon, they basically, like, just had, like, a lot of dark thoughts. And, obviously, they must have confided in each other and, like, seeked, like, some solitude within each other. Yeah. And then in, in that, like they kind of grew this plan of like, you know what, like life's really shit. We've got each other. Let's do end our together. lives together. Yeah. Let's take our lives together. Yeah. And then like in that planning, like I think like the darkness in their minds was kind of like, well, we want to know what it feels like to kill someone. And like when they went and they went to the police and like admitted what they'd done, they clearly said like, to be honest, Sam they was... Were remorseful. They were mm, Well, I feel like... Dakota Dakota White was remorseful mm. but Brandon Warren was kind of just kind of like I think he was like the driving force of like actually taking Sam's life because they were saying that like um the last thing that Dakota said to Sam was I'm so sorry like as he mm. killed him he was like I'm so sorry but like you know sometimes when you're like you're so deep in something yeah and yeah. it's too late it's too late and unfortunately, this this young person was already dead. Like, they dumped his body in the woods and they were able to keep quiet about it for four days and then they turned themselves in. Jeez. So, like, it's kind of like one of those things where, like... Did they end up... The, the case is still at trial. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy, was man. Wait, sorry, what year was this? <laughs> 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, it's not far away. But, like, it's crazy to think, like, you can just lose your life. And not expect it because imagine this guy he was just living his life oh, like sam yeah, yeah sam he was just living his life yeah and these kids reached out to him like help help us with our computer Peter, work yeah yeah innocent and he was like yeah yeah of course like these are my classmates and, and like the, what life. kills me is they just wanted to know what it feels like yeah, yeah. like that's Curiosity. why they killed him they they just killed him like took a life mm. just just for lows just for lows it's really wow. sad, though. So sad. But then it makes you start thinking, like, do you guys think that human beings were intrinsically, like, good? Like, we're, like, good? Oh. Or are we, like, intrinsically... Like, born good? Yeah. That whole, are you, like, everyone's born good? Like, pure, like, a blank slate? Or do you feel like these are, like, learned behaviours? Like, or do we have, all of us, do well, we have that murderer inside of us? No, I don't <laughs> think we have the murder. I feel like those type of... Uh, Thoughts and things are kind of maybe not taught to us, but I think life conditioned. Yeah, it's conditioning into you some sort of way. The way you're raised, yeah. what you're around, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, things like that. What you see, yeah, those behaviors are you know kind yeah. of. And sometimes, honestly, chemical sometimes and also your yeah. chemical imbalance, yeah. like in terms. Yeah, of, yeah. So sometimes it's honestly just you know things were just not meant to happen for you. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I feel like yes, I do believe that. I don't. I you know I like to look at glass half full Mm. you know like i want i believe that everyone is born good and then and then life just conditions you that's it that's just day one you're born good yeah but day two and onwards that's that's up to you i feel like that's true for the most part but just like you said before like some people are born with like a chemical imbalance so like but i think when you're born like i'm talking about day one (laughs) fresh out the womb yeah Yeah. i feel like you are but when you're a child i don't know like also, like, when things happen, like, say you're a product of, like... Your environment? No, like, before you're even born, like, as in, like, s- while you're in the womb. Mm. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that also... Part- that, yeah, that's true. That is yeah. very true. Yeah. Because it's, like, even, like, you know those cases where 
um, if your mother is a heroin addict, mm. right, and, mm. she, and you're pregnant, she's pregnant. Yeah. It's like those you become a heroin addict, baby. Yeah. Like it's it's more, smith, you're more likely and to so, follow the plan. Like yeah, like those yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, you got before. Yeah, it's true though. Before you even breathe, like that shit already is in your system. Even like going back to, um, you can use R. Kelly as an example. Um, like a lot of like psycho analysis of his case and like why he did the mm. things that he did like mm. i was reading into some of that and like some of some psychologists were saying because he himself and his brother were victims of sexual yeah. assault yeah. he was more likely to um actually like become yeah and portray yeah that's very common it's very common a lot yeah. of the time people that are victims like of pred- abuse yeah b- yeah, yeah become, become predators yeah, yeah. Yeah, very common. So like that's why that's I'm why as it's well. like that little it's a push and a pull. Yeah, push and a pull because it's like they were victims themselves, and that's like a big reason as to why they became predators. They didn't get the help that they needed. Yeah, yeah. But then so I think there's a point in life where it becomes your responsibility to to, to like seek psychotherapy for those yeah. things. Definitely, there is like there's a period in your life where you start being accountable for your actions and accountable for your emotions and the things that they produce. So it's yeah, I, c- I can't make learn from mistakes. Really what about the kids? Like their kids, like like, how do we know like what their childhood was like? Exactly, I think that this case was very hard for me personally because I was like, damn, like these are young Children, kids. Yeah. They're I, kids, man. Yeah, I think uh, um, it becomes like a situation where it's just like prison talk is like, okay. When you harm yourself, that's your responsibility, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're taking the like you're putting the harm on others that's when it's a big like no no yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. so for example if like if someone was having um oh like this case yeah like this case an, ex- an example right if this person was planning to commit suicide him and his friend were trying to plan this whole like they've picked a date we're doing it on this day this is the plan yeah that's one thing yeah but when you're conspiring to murder someone else that's when it that's when it's like there's a line yeah mm. there's a line you're harming yeah. somebody else they that's didn't right. agree to that plan that's it and also like isn't like when like don't you know like as like human beings that that's like a wrong like even if you're a child like don't you know that that's a wrong thing to do yeah that's it as well not it's necessarily true. sometimes it's it's, it's it 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 seems like common sense but like we said before people common we don't yeah <laughs> it's sometimes it's uncommon to people yeah and also like th- that thing of like you can't assume because it's something for you that's yeah. like your worldview yeah that yeah. it's everyone's worldview and a lot yeah. of the time yeah. the law is set up on people's like morals right yeah that's mm-hmm. the morality of people but a lot of the time like as we know not even a lot of time my morals may not stand with your morals that's yeah it. yeah you know so that's where this shit gets a bit messy and iffy but like mm-mm. that's a that's a as another question, like in regards to double suicide, um, I was like, I kind of got lost in the rabbit hole of this. And there's like been like a lot of cases recently where like people will plan a double suicide and one person goes through with it and the other person doesn't. Oh, like a cop out? Yeah. Damn. So like they kind of get there and then they get scared and then they don't do it. Yeah. And then they get charged as um, the world as um being a part of like a sister dying mm. so like there was this other um case that i was reading about like about this um so there were a couple a girlfriend and a boyfriend and the girlfriend and they basically planned they're like we're gonna do double suicide they were gonna do like carbon monoxide poisoning in the car yeah 
So basically the girlfriend was like texting the boy and he was he kept like backing out like being like I don't I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, I don't yes, have you heard yeah, about this one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then she kind of pushed him and was like, "You know what? Like fuck you. Like <laughs> this yeah. fucked up." And she was like, "You keep on saying you want to die, so just do it." Mm. And he did like he actually yep. ended up taking his life and she got charged for it. And I was like, "This is so crazy." Like when you, when you look at it cuz is it like um assisted euthanasia essentially? In a sense, yes, but I think she deserved the jail. Definitely. I think she deserved the because jail she, because like, she pushed him. She pushed him. There was yeah. text messages where she was like, "Do it, do it, do it." Like yeah. she even planned. Like they had. I remember because she. I think in the text it was like, "I'm doing it. Let's. Do, I'm doing it at nine o'clock on you know whatever on a Wednesday," and it was like, "Girl, like you are pushing this man to do it to do it, and you know you're not gonna go through with it." No, she was. She knew. She knew she wasn't gonna go through with it. I don't know. It's fucked up. It is it's fucked up. So messed up. She, like she, yeah. Sorry, she deserved that. She shit. definitely deserved it. So and yeah. even like I, I think I like they show the text messages. They're so yeah, fucked they up. Yeah, they did. They are. They're really yeah. She was up. no. She was like she was saying crazy shit to him. Yeah. And even like in um the court case, she just didn't look remorseful. Like I feel like sometimes criminals are so good at pretending mm. they they're, that they're remorseful and they're sorry. But a lot of the time they're not like because they don't know what they've done wrong. Yeah, no. yeah. Chemical imbalance. Sometimes they just and sometimes they like they wanted to do that shit. Like yeah. not even like on some like like an know, adrenaline yeah, rush. Bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like let me. I want to. I want him to die. Just want to. But experience I don't know. It. What did she want him to die for? I don't because know. Because I think she got fed up of him constantly saying like. I want to commit suicide. Oh, I want to commit yeah. suicide. Were, I think it's so it was like, just do it then. Just do it then. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, she was just kind of like, Egging just do it. Instead of like, yeah. helping him, yeah. yeah. No, but like, it wasn't like on some like, not even with that, but she was honestly like, she told him what to do. She yeah. was the one that told him yeah. about the carbon monoxide. She was the one that told him to do it now, do it now. It yeah. wasn't on like, just, oh, whatever, just do it. And then it was really sad because the last she text was, it. have you done it? And then he didn't reply. <laughs> oh. It's She's she's so crazy. She's so crazy. It's so fucked up. I hope she rots in jail. Don't. That's crazy. Wow, wow, wow. All right, I have like a last one before we I push it over to Fevin. So there was another one I was reading about about this priest called um Reverend George Exo. I already know it's fucked up. (laughs) There's a priest man. Reverend. The start of the video. (laughs) The start of the video said. Okay, if go. you can't trust a pastor, who can you trust? And that's that's how it enticed me. I was like, I need to watch this now. So basically, this man um, assisted over 102 people to take their lives. So all of these people were... Um, like peop- it, okay, go on, sorry. So in America, there's apparently a law that you can like sit and watch someone take their life, but you can't actually take their life for them. So it's like assisted euthanasia. So in the state that he was in, mm. it was legal. So 102 people, and then he decided, there was this lady in Ireland who was like, oh, um, I want to take my life, I'm really depressed, like, I've heard that you come and you, like, you pray over people and you assist them in taking their lives, can you come and help me? Flew over to Ireland, um, and he basically watched this lady, so she took, like, an overdose with alcohol, and then she, like, self-suffocated with helium. But in Ireland, euthanasia is illegal, Illegal. It's illegal. Okay. So he flew back to America and then the Irish government now wanted to indict him because they were like, you broke the law. Yeah. And then the American government were like, no, he didn't break no laws in our our jurisdiction. So this man ended up, he served like, I think it was like two years in prison in America. 
And then um, he got acquitted because they were like, you didn't break any laws here. But then it brought me to the question, like, what do you guys think about the fact that he assisted, like, as, like, someone who stands as a figure of God, he assisted 102 people to die. Like, he he helped them commit suicide. I have a bit of a... I don't know. I, I, I sit on the fence with this. With you Cause I, exactly. Yeah, I understand it in some cases. Like, yeah. man, sometimes people don't, like, no, who wants to be a, f- a vegetable in a bed? Mm. Yeah, just to, just to, yeah. Just to okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. Like, sometimes, and if someone is telling you, I am in, like, I am in pain. In I am enemy. not functioning. I am yeah. not, I can't even wipe my ass. I can't talk. I can't feed myself. I can't do anything. Yeah. Right? And they they genuinely just, they, there's no life for them on this earth. Yeah. I understand that. But then I also, because I am a a child of God, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that side too. Like, we are not, we don't tell, we don't determine when our end I think is. No, that's, I don't, I don't But agree. I just, I just, I, under, like with, I feel like I'm completely for euthanasia. A hundred percent. Like in I think there's some cases where yeah. the euthanasia can be a bit to the I left. think for me it depends. Because I think sometimes as people, we like to play God too much. Yeah. Like, that's my personal opinion. There's yeah. some things that, like, we try and we try and take autonomy to, like, the next level. Yeah. Like, I agree with euthanasia for, like, medical complications if, like, your quality of life, life is, is going to yeah. just be mm. absolutely I agree. Yeah, in that way, 100%. But there's some people who will go through a breakup and then they'll be like, I want to die. Like I think you yeah, need like case, major, weird, yeah, yeah. Even in cases where people are, when the mother is pregnant, when the woman is pregnant, mm. and then she may be reaching a certain point in her pregnancy, she might be thirty weeks, right? Mm. And she'd be like, "Oh, I don't want the kid." And if there's a certain place where they may be able to do that, they can try and fight that. So mm. I think at that point, it's that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, like that's wild. Thirty weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. That's I think you too, need like that's too far, like. That's yeah. like literally a full. That's full. It is. It's full's born, man. Like no, no, no. I think that. there's like with for euthanasia. Personally, for me, if it was to be legalized, I think everybody who wants to go through with it needs major psycho evaluation first. Oh, definitely. To deem that they're actually wanting it for like viable reasons. Yeah. And it's not something that can be managed through like psycho assessment. But that's my my personal opinion. Yeah. yeah. But if you're like like I said, if your quality of life. Is just they're out of low, yeah. And you know your family is like you're just suffering in that bed, in that chair, wherever you are. I just think I understand. I understand. But what if the case in that sense? But what if like like feel like you need to go? But what if um there's like different types of suffering? Like like, oh for sure. Mm -hmm. Like obviously you think like the type of suffering that should be accepted is like yeah you being you are a vegetable. I said quality of life though. Okay. And your quality quality of life is at a low. Then yes, I think that. But okay, but I kind of get what she's saying though. Like I think she's like, well, like not using your words, but like for us, quality of life might be like medical complications. Mm-hmm. But what if that person has like psychological mm. complications? That is a medical complication. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's all. It all encompasses in one. But yeah, I think I think it depends. If it's such like a, a tricky topic, it is. Though. It's very tricky. It's not. That's what I'm saying. I sit on the fence with it because, yeah, it's just. It's not. I'm not like yes, hundred percent on one side because there's so many different layers to it, mm. and you know, it's just yeah. I'm just kind of like yeah, take it case by case. But I don't, I've never heard of a reverend. Yeah, you should you should go watch the documentary. That's, that's a reverend George Exo. 
So what does he do? Just pray? Yeah, he he like he sits there and holds your hand. He'll be like, "Babe, <laughs> got this. you know, God's waiting for you." Oh, I don't see what's wrong with I that. Like that's, that's calm. Nice. That's nice. nice. But it, it's peaceful. That's beautiful. It is. It's it's beautiful, but it's assisted dying. Like it's not legal in a lot of countries. Oh, I understand that how it's not, but I don't find it. If that's just him just sitting in the room and you know, yeah, he just watches yeah. you take your life. Oh, then. Like, I don't really know, see it. I mean, that's weird, but I don't like. It's so strange. You should see the guy though. Like, he just looks creepy. Oh, like, does he? Yeah, he does. But then I feel like you know, like when someone <laughs> has like a creepy story behind them, they just look scary. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Even if they're like just like amazing, like apart from Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy didn't look creepy. Yeah, he was a hottie. Okay, I wouldn't say all that. No, I mean he was for like <laughs> that time. For that time, that was yeah. his. That was that. That's how he got girls. For that time, he was a he baddie. Knew he, was, yeah, he was a good-looking guy. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the story of Valerie Poco. Um, we live in a world of compartments. Black is separate from white, true from false. We use clear borders, one that separates friends from family, a father from a husband. However, this case, it's strange. The father also becomes a husband. This case is about a French woman named Valerie Bogo. Bogo, yes. I'm probably <laughs> saying her name wrong. But a mother of four. Valerie um, suffered a lifetime of abuse. She was raped and abused by her stepfather who became her husband. Her mother was described as an alcoholic who was violent. She entered into a relationship with Daniel Paulette. Who he moved in? Who then moved in into their home in um, with them in December of 1992 and began began to rape Valerie when she was 12 years old. He was sentenced in April of 1996 to four years in prison for sexual assault on a minor under the age of 15. He was released from prison after two and a half years and returned to the family home, where the rapes continued. At the age of 17, Valerie fell pregnant by one of the rapes and her mother threw her out of the house. However, at this time. Her mother denies any form of rape and describes the relationship between Valerie and Daniel as being love. Valerie then moved in with Daniel, her father-in-law, and married him. They were, ma- they were married for 18 years and had four children. He forced Valerie into prostitution till one day she killed him to protect her children from the same fate. In March 2016, um, following a violent prostitution-related situation, she shot Daniel with a gun. Her children helped her bury the body, an act for which they were given suspended prison sentences. In 2017, she was sentenced to four years in prison, even though during her trial, Daniel's own sister was quoted. The person I think the most in the world is Valerie, because she killed him. She did not. She did what I should have done for a long time. She then went on to say that he raped her when she was 12. After one year of her sentence, she was exonerated. So I have a few questions to ask. Mm. Do you think that she deserved, she deserved it or was she a victim herself? Like in terms of like, did she deserve to go to jail? Yeah. No. Do you think cuz a lot of the time people just look at the end result of okay, she murdered somebody, yeah. so that means she has to do she has to FaceTime. Yeah. But people forget that she her whole life she was raped, like taken advantage of, even by her neglected by her own mother. Yeah. Like this guy was her stepfather. Mm-hmm. Before he was her husband. So he molded her. her. And then even looking at the end, like his own, he raped his own sister when she was 12. Damn. That's messed up. It's so crazy. And then it's like, I was just thinking like in Australia, a lot of the times I've seen like on the news and things like, why do rape survive, like victims of rape, I don't even want to like say victims, but survivors fall through the cracks. Yeah, it's true. Like, because a lot of the time you people that, there's a stigma of people going to the police and saying, you know, like I've been raped and things like that, yeah. sexual assault and things like that. Because yeah. it's so hard to. There's a lot of stigma, yes, but there's also it's actually one of the hardest things to fight in an 
in the court of law. Yeah. Because a lot of the time when people have been raped, the first thing that you're going to do is wash yourself. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. And with that, that means you're actually removing evidence evidence mm. so it takes a long time to kind of get that and then it's just i don't know i just don't it's and it's also interesting how the victims are also seen as the people to blame mm. like i was actually doing more research and i was looking at that um in um queensland there's this legal lo- loophole that also allows queensland rapists to claim that they were so drunk that their victims was um that they thought their victim was consenting wow really yeah and there was this case where there's this guy named luke lazarus which is too similar to my name was convicted <laughs> of anally raping saxon mullins in an alley behind a nightclub in 2013 he was acquitted on appeal after serving 11 months behind bars because the new south wales district court eventually found the eight the then 18 year old virgin was consenting to anal sex even though in her mind she was not and after five long year battle, um, the judge uh, found Mr. Lazarus had a, gen- a genuine and honest belief that Miss Mullins had consented because she did not try to run away. Wow! How messed up is that? And, so he, didn't, and he didn't get indicted for that. Nothing. He did one year and then got scot free because she apparently didn't run away from it. That's so sad. That's so though. disgusting. There's there's I a lot like of loopholes in the legal system, but yeah, go on. There definitely is, and I feel like there's such a like rape culture that even we like as people can actually fall into as well. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, you could actually just be, like, dating someone and, like, I feel like if um, you are um, having intercourse mm-hmm. and that person is not into it at all and, like, you continue, like, I feel like that's, like... Sexual like, assault. Yes, that's sexual assault for sure. Ooh. I feel... If, yeah, if that no, person's I, I do, not I do res- get like, what you're saying, they're just saying. laying there, they're 100%. not doing anything, they seem like they're not into it at all, yep. but they're not voicing it. I feel like that's the same thing. And I feel like even like just like little things like when people say no, yeah. but then they kind of get begged into it and then they yeah, – that's yeah. also – Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so there is like a lot of loopholes. There's a lot of loopholes and I think – yeah. And I think also there's two sides of the coin of that situation where I think a lot of times people think – being that it's 2021, I feel like people are very, maybe sometimes overly sensitive. Yeah. And not saying that situation is not overly sensitive, but like, you know how sometimes be like, there's some people take the piss, be like, oh, I'm touching you. Um, I can, can I, can I you know, do can you I, consent? yeah, do yeah. you consent? Do you consent to this? Yada, yada. It's like too much sometimes. Yeah. But it's to protect yourself. You is have to thing, nowadays. Yeah. So I think we're talking about how like we're also good at laughing at everything, but sometimes it's, you're taking it too far. Mm. yeah yeah but like going back to your question about does she deserve to um should she have like served time yeah. i don't think so because i feel like she spent her whole life suffering man yeah yeah like she spent her whole life being like a survivor i don't want to use that word victim as well but yeah she spent her whole life suffering yeah and broken I think, and damaged yeah. and yeah. she had 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 enough she had enough the reason and she shaking shot him, his life was her only way out exactly yeah. and yeah. the reason she shot him is because they have four kids together, right? Mm. Yeah. And they they were teenagers at the time. Yeah. And he was starting to mold the fourteen year old daughter. Wow. So she was like, "My, you cannot yeah. do what you've done to me to my to our to our child. Up, but our child. To be honest, so initially he was so married just, to her mom. Yes. Damn. To be honest, as fucked up as it is, like I'm glad that she was set 100%. free. Hundred yeah. percent. Like she was Same. set free, and I feel like she should not be. Like she spent her whole life in prison. Yeah. Like, um. You know, trapped, and then she finally escaped by killing this man, yeah. killing this evil human. 
She I probably thought prison wasn't even. She's like, there's nothing prison can do that I've probably been through that isn't worse. <laughs> she's that's right, calm. Per- that's real. paradise. Man, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Because she, she like, was a prisoner her whole life. Isn't exactly. Yeah. That's nothing to her. Damn. But do you know there's a lot of cases like this where like um like someone who's like the victim of domestic violence or like sexual violence mm. they end up killing like the perpetrator the yeah. person who's like done done the crime to them yeah and a lot of the time they do get indicted like they get they indicted do. and they can get acquitted but it doesn't happen it doesn't happen often she got a, she was sentenced to four years in prison she got exonerated after one year but it's b- only because. The case was very popular in wow. in France, so like she had a lot of media, media, yeah. Attention. But she it was like it was crazy, yeah. When she got exonerated, the courtroom clapped. Mm. Like, I yeah. agree, it was, though, yeah, like of course. But it was like there's so many people that don't get they, they face get that, like that. wasn't there a case in America that Centonia Centonia Brown? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and she did like 30, 20 yeah, years yeah, or something. Yeah. Wow, same thing. Yeah, so once it came into light in the media, yeah, people were like no, and then they fought set her. free. Yeah. The same she thing, but poor thing was like she, yeah, because thirty years, years man. she was she yeah she killed crazy. she was she killed her rapist yeah, as well she yeah she was like sixteen I think she got out when she was like thirty or forty or something did they what's her compensate her no that's crazy because like have you see, guys seen that documentary not even documentary it's a movie um behind behind their eyes no it but it sounds very familiar yeah so it's about like these um I think there's four of them four or five um black men who get wrongly accused of raping a young girl in a park. Oh yes, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Isn't that when they yeah. see us? Yeah, yeah. When, when they, they see us. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. 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 Yeah
like for this case, when she killed her rapist, yeah, there's people that have Stockholm sy- syndrome for sure, a hundred percent. Where they actually miss their capture, yeah, wow. capture or captive. I don't know what the word is, but yeah, yeah. they miss that person and they feel because it's a psychological mm, like yeah. mess up, yeah, as well. So it's it's yeah, it's intense. It's, it's really intense. It is. Would you guys ever pick up a hitchhiker? Hell no. <laughs> It's got to even take a second to Never. think about it. No. Never. Every, season, every time I see a horror movie, I'm like, you deserve it. <laughs> Honestly, because it's just like, why are you doing that dumb shit? Why? For what? Why are you opening the door? Why are you doing this? Why are you allowing them to come? That's, that's it. That's, that's your problem. This girl said, hell no. No way. Who even, honestly, who hitchhikes in 2021? I don't know. Get the bus, G. Get the bus. Yeah. Get, get, get a train. Uber, Walk. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. There's, a, there's, there's so many things that we have access to. Why do you have to hitchhike? <laughs> honestly, that's crazy to me. Hitchhiking in 2021 is crazy. Get an Uber pool, man. It's yeah, like why are you standing on the side of the road with your thumb out? For what? <laughs> Like, come on, walk a little bit. I'm sure there's a bus. <laughs> no, do you know what it is for me? But, but then like, they I need s- money for the bus. Nah, you can, come on, one zone. <laughs> come on, brother. Let's just go up the road. Well, like, they do like the fake smart rider thing. So they'll go yes. on YouTube, they'll play, play the smart rider thing. Oh. When they step onto the bus, so it goes, that's, and they go on the bus. That's broke. Like, that's no, but people do some ghetto shit. Man. That's ghetto. People Take do for some. a bus ride. Yeah. For one zone, two zone. Yeah. Bu- Sometimes crazy. a lot of bus bus drivers don't care. Yeah, I, I used to, I used to um shit, use the same ticket. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, me too. All the time, quickly put it up. <laughs> All the time. Like, was for me like. Can um, you show me your concession card again? I'll be like, oh shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like expired like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? What? I'm so thankful to God. I've never gotten like a ticket from um like the train or the bus. Shut up. Because really? like, I've oh, never gotten man, like I've w- witnessed people have had to write emails. That was literally my every week life. Really? Yeah, you were crazy with that shit. <laughs> we had to write emails I like used to, I used to get off the train when they would come in. You know how they would come in. Yeah, yeah. get off at what is it? What's that first stop uh, the stop before the city? MacGyver? MacGyver, get yeah. off at MacGyver because you know, the, what are they called? The trans 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 yeah, yeah. But guys, the trans world guys, they take it too far. Oh, man. They, do, they man. think they're FBI and it's just kind of like, Relax. you you are not trans WA. You do not own this company. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm telling you the truth. Me not paying $2, what has it done to your life? I Nothing. Know. But it's so embarrassing when you're like, it's a full train and you get a ticket. And, and they're like, $100 and you're like, fuck yeah. I go home and write that email. Get a, you know. Do they usually like sit like waiver it? Yeah, they usually do. Well, mine have always. uh, One time I paid, and then the other two or three times (laughs) I had to get a waiver. I got waived. That's so dope. I've I've seen it happen to my friends, and I just sit there and I laugh. (laughs) But it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing though. It it is embarrassing when you're just like getting the fines. Like everyone's kind of. I I became so professional at like avoiding them. Really? Yeah, man. You get off when you see yeah. when you see some sort of movement at the carriage or something. You, you know, okay, let me just stop here, even though it's not you my fault. They, they make such a Take scene a out, out of the fact that they're gonna check tickets. Yeah, exactly. Like, All right, mm, here tickets. It comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you see everyone moving, so I'm like, okay, it's my exit. It's my exit. <laughs> by the way, this is years ago. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I actually can't remember. The la- actually, you know what? I got on the train a few weeks ago. And it felt strange because I, I have not been on the train in years. Like I went to the city, so it was just like a, a quick stop from my house. And I, I literally was sitting there and I was just like, "It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel right." Is this poverty? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I train. love the but train. But you know what? I actually do like yeah. the train. I, I'm not a fan. It of was the bus. actually like I, a nice. I honestly enjoyed nice catching transport. I like. I, I don't mind it, but it's like when it's you know when it's the worst is when it's raining. 
Yes. Yeah. I just feel like it's rock bottom. Yes. I actually want to cry sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's really sad. I don't so know why. What about, what about that when I'm a hitchhiker when it's raining? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you think they feel? I don't care. I would not be standing on the side of the road with my thumb out asking for a car to pick me up. I would take a bus in the rain, storm, anything, any day. This girl said no. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not happening. <laughs> That is so funny though. But now I remember like just being young and Mm. getting the train everywhere. Like when I first moved to Perth, everywhere. I was just training it. If it was the other side of the city, you just hop on the train. And even just like after nights out, getting on the train. Um, Definitely. My line's like one of the ghetto lines, like proper Get her people yeah, fighting. What was it? Armadale. Armadale. I was gonna say Armadale. <laughs> you don't have to talk too much. <laughs> people would just be fighting on that train, and I remember there was one time I was going home with my girl. So entertaining. It I is. It's it so fuck. entertaining, and like I me and my it. group of friends were so loud, and we were like, we were like on the train, like all drunk as fuck, like just kicking. And one of this, one of these girls, she got pissed off at us because we were being too loud, and she's like. You guys need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> One of my girls looked at her and goes, what the fuck did you just say? And you guys went to a fight? No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Thank God. Thank God we didn't. Because I can't fight for shit. Yeah. I can't. Ooh. What's you going for that, man? No, man. No, no. But Not I remember that. So yeah. Oh, at the time, obviously. I miss being I miss being that young and naive. I feel like Perth um, isn't set up for like public transport. Like it's not a thing that people do. A public lot of transport people, here, and is that's shit, the point. Right? It's not even that. It's just people don't use it. Mm. Like everyone drives, and it's that's true. the biggest problem nowadays. Like because part like parking, parking, shit, yeah, it's just too much. But like that's the problem. Like a lot of people don't catch a train or a bus or anything. It's like just that. not reliable here because like, I remember like in England when I used to get the bus everywhere. Like buses are there five minutes, ten minutes they're there. I know. Here it's just not reliable. But it's because people, like I said, people, people aren't drive. on it. But if people yeah. are on the bus and trains and everything else, trust me, that shit would be on rotation like yeah. every five Because I bet like in like the eastern states it would be very, very like sufficient. I think yeah, Melbourne it probably yeah. would be. Maybe even Sydney. Yeah, because like, driving. Yeah, it's, it's calm. Everyone drives. If you don't have a car then you got that's why you're hitchhiking. <laughs> in the rain. So yeah. you're telling me you no, drive past a hitchhiker, hitchhiker? Sis, you think... Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not capping. I would never pick up a hitchhiker. Yeah, no. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. So yeah. would you do? Never. No, yeah. I'm not, You'd be I'm a fool. <coughs> I just think black people aren't made for you that. You'd be a fool nah. to do that shit. I'll give no, you no, $10 no. for the bus. Before I let you. The worst thing about car. transport was when you like had to be somewhere and then if you missed the oh. bus, you were late. Yeah. Like if for work... Oh, that was the worst. That That's when you were really begging yeah. for your license, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if Fuck you this, know. Fuck I'm going to get my license. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> but even like when you just oh, when know you the, next bus, the, bus. the next bus that you're catching, is like you you have to get there on time. Yeah. Or, or you it. missed it or you got to wait like half an hour. That yeah. shit was the wor- or the train or something. I'd hate that. I hate running for Your buses ego went down the... No, that is embarrassing. That would make me yeah, cry. I remember well, running, for the, running, running for the running bus. Running for the bus. Your ego and then they keep the driving. Oh. Has that ever happened? They keep yeah. driving? No, yeah, the worst... Sad. I'll tell you what the worst is. When you get, when you're running, you get on the bus... And you know how you pay for your ticket or whatever? The driver drive, starts driving, you're not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> you're like falling down and shit. I'm like, fuck, man. Let me get, let me get ready. <laughs> let me get up. They're so rough to go. Like, let me sit down first. No, but They're it's so the quick comment. with it. It's the little. They have a you're time. in a rush. Like, oh has the bus driver ever said that you have to run, run for the bus? What? Like, oh, you're in a rush. 
Oh, it's all right, love. I'll wait for I remember you. one time I got really pissed off and it was a female bus driver. I was running late. It was, I was going to uni. Yeah. And I was running, same, I was running to the bus. It was packed. So everyone's <laughs> eyes looking at me. So I get on the bus and there was this really drunk old man on yeah. the bus, right? And I, I was trying to like pay for my, um, my ticket. Yeah. And then the guy comes up to me, mind you, all but like the bus is full, so everyone's looking at us. And then he was like, "Oh, can I get your number?" <laughs> and I was like, um, "No." Like I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, "No, no, no, sir." I'm not, I was just like, I was so. And this is when I was like, I don't even know, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And he was just like, "Let me get your number. Let me get your number." Drunk. It's an afternoon. Okay. And then um, I'm looking at the bus driver like. Hello, intervene, intervene, intervene. Help. Like, hello. Yeah, like, I'm looking at her, like, hello. And she's, like, and she's a woman, too. And then she's like, oh, I've got a pen. <laughs> what? And I was like, huh? And I was like, ah, uh, bitch. <laughs> she um, said, I've got a pen. I've got a pen. And she gave me the back of a ticket to write. So, to write. And I was like, nah, bitch, you're playing games right now. And I just looked at her. And she's like, everyone, I could tell everyone in the back of my head, just eyes were burning. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? And then I just wrote a fake number and he's like, oh, I'll, I'm going to give you a call later. And then he just gives me the biggest kiss on the cheek and he just gets off the gets off the bus and I'm just at the front of the pool and I could just feel all eyes on me. I was so fucking mad. I was fuming, bro. Stupid ass. No, I got a pen. <laughs> Why would you? Who says that? That's fucked up. You can clearly see I'm in distress. Like, I need you to help. Help me. And she said she's got a pen. Yeah, I've got a pen. And she's and driving. She's a woman too. And she was even driving the bus. Yes. Nah, she's not. And then he hopped off, and I'm there. Everyone looking at me. Oh, it was, it was definitely a low point. Nah. Oh, I think transport serious. <laughs> There's so many. To, to get my license the next day. <laughs> did you actually? No, honestly, I did. <laughs> Remember, I kept failing. <laughs> so I went to get, do my hazards. I passed my driving. It was the hazards. No nah, man, I did my driving test like three times. Did you really? Yeah. I, I passed my sec after the second one. I fucked up with the first one, but I kept oh my god! Tell please tell. Her. I kept failing that fucking hazards. Hazard so ridiculous! Yeah. Hazard I did it seven times. Seven. Yes, seven. Seven. Times, seven times. I would sit outside that fucking uh, <laughs> licensing <laughs> center and just wait there, wait there, wait there, wait. Remember me? Go back in. <laughs> and you know what it was? I was not. I don't think I just stupid like that. I was just. Trying to figure out how do I get my license? Like, I don't even know why. I, I was clicking whenever I needed to click. I didn't realize. And then at one point, I was like, okay, I need to study this. <laughs> like, I think after number yeah. four, I was like, let me study this. And then I think I asked somebody to like tell me what to do. Yeah. Clearly, that shit didn't work. I don't I understand. It's so. I don't know. I actually so don't simple. know. It's you, so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> it's like, where do you click when you need to slow like down? The driving test is the hard part. I yeah. know. It was the fucking hazards. <laughs> I was like, why am I not passing this? And then I gave up for a while. I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I did not. I, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break. And I took about three months. I was like, let me clear my mind. Let me see what the problem is. Yeah. And then I had the little, you know, you could test. I don't know if you can, they like do it nowadays. Online. But like you do it at home, like yeah. the little thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it. And then I passed. And it was the best day of my life. Oh man, that we went to a party. Do you remember? Yeah, we went to a party. And we in a we, wagon. <laughs> we drove her da- we drove her dad's I finally wagon. got my license. Right. Like I pulled up with a wagon. Nah. Hey, <laughs> we felt so um, hot. And then I remember we were like, "It's eleven thirty, guys. We gotta go home." <laughs> yeah, because they used to have the twelve. Yeah, the, oh, no, they, they still do. It, yeah. Oh, because for the pee players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I just got home at midnight. My mum was waiting at the door, like. Hello. <laughs> it's like, I made it, I made it. No, no that's crazy. Oh, man. 
you know what? I, I wish being young. I miss being young, but like we I, are young, sure. younger. <coughs> okay, yeah. yeah. But I think we can talk about this on another episode. Still. For sure, man. Definitely. There's so many stories. But guys, too many. Wishing you a very happy, soon-to-be Halloween, mm. and just an enjoyable, spooky season. Enjoyable October. Um, thank you for tuning in to our true crime episode with the Left Out Podcast. I felt like it sounded cool when I was <laughs> Did it? Very <laughs> sensual. Very sensual. Okay, ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you guys have a blessed and beautiful week. It's been your local stallion, Miss Chira. It's Bevs. And it's Naz. Ow! See you guys next week. Thank you, Boom. guys. <laughs>